Welcome to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast, where we talk about our favorite books and how we would bring them to life on the big screen. Welcome back, guys, to a tale of sorting in Dreamcast. Uh, my name is Lindsay. I'm Bridget. And we will be your hosts. And this time, we have our very special guest. We've talked about her, I'm pretty sure, at least once every episode. <laughs> but we have our friend Jane. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. All right. So since she's joining us for the first time, we figured we'd do like a mini interview before we get started. So I guess first, how do you know us? Uh, we met in college. <laughs> I met in our dorm. I, uh, well, I think apparently I met Lindsay, like, the very, like, in you orientation, did. and I ditched you for some reason. It was really funny, actually. It and was I really, really, really funny. about it. Because we were, both, we were both photography students, and um, one of the first days of classes, or, like, the week before classes, they had, like, all the whole department get together, like, all the kids that were about to start their photography journey, as you will, and I remember we went to the same building and I sat next to you and you're like, hi. And like, you already had some friends and like, we all talked and we introduced each other. And then we went outside to wait for the buses to take us back. And you were waiting with me. And then we kind of like fell out of conversation and I turned around and you had like ran back to your friends and gone to another bus. And I was like, Oh, okay. I think I I'll thought you were behind me. Like you were going to come with me or something. Maybe. I that don't was know. Really I didn't funny. mean to ditch like, you. I didn't, I didn't take offense to it or anything. I was like, I don't, I barely know this girl. Like it's totally fine. I get it. And then you guys became roommates. Yeah. And then um, yeah, well, we lived in, our dorm was a little funky and there was like this maid quarters in the back that was like separate from the main building. And I, I lived in like one room. I think it was supposed to be the maid's quarters is what um, I was told. Sense. Could be a garage. I don't know. I heard garage. But, um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, same thing. The little house in the back. <laughs> um, but I lived in one house. room and then we shared a bathroom and Jane lived on the other side. And that's how we kind of like met. <laughs> and I kept really blocking you out. <laughs> Accidentally. <laughs> True friendship yeah. is born. Honestly. From yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember uh, mm-hmm. I'm, for the last three weeks of school, I moved into that room because nobody was in there. And so I, met, I yeah. officially met you then. Yeah, and then the next year on moving day, I remember I was like, "Oh, Lindsay was cool." That's when I met like your mom and your dad. <laughs> yeah, for the first time, my, my frustrated dad. <laughs> that poor, poor boy did not right. like moving me in every time. And your he sweet, hates sweet San mother. Francisco. Oh, mom's oh, best. Honestly. Dad's the best too. He's just grumpy. Um, next question. Oh wait, how did Jane and I yes. meet? We met each other yeah. at some point. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> we, we met in the common room. You guys took room. a class together, didn't was, you? Well, yeah, because yeah, like I knew. Like we, I think, class together? I, we watched something in the common room and then we mm. had the art history class with a really yeah. good teacher with the elbow patches. I remember you mean that the, the 12th doctor? Like he it was yes, straight up he doctor. He looked like 10. It was great. Uh, 12, not 10. Wow. I'm done. Um, oh no, 11. I'm sorry. What? He looked like wow, Fez. guys. Jeez, there's a oh, lot of Oh dear doctors. God. Okay, it's been a while. <laughs> I'm but trying yeah, we, to remember things. But yeah. And then in the dorm together and then, yeah, and then, then we, we had the art class. <laughs> Yeah, and then I saw, I walked in, you were already up there, and I was like, oh, I kind of know this person, so then I sat next to you. And then, during our break, because the classes were like three hours long, so we went to a coffee shop, and I don't know why it came up, but then I said, I'm so happy, and then you said, (laughs) men in tights, and I said, yes, and our friendship was formed. Oh my god, it was such like a random, obscure (laughs) quote, but you quoted it perfectly, and that quote has like been in my head for forever since like I saw it as a kid 
And when you yeah. said it, I was just like, men in tights? Like, right? I'm mm-hmm. right, right? And you were, you like lost your goddamn mind. Basically, I'm like, I, we're friends now. I was going to say, basically, <laughs> yeah, our friendship was born over nerds. <laughs> oh, yeah. Over being the nerds that we are. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I also always quote lines from movies and shows randomly like it just happens and i don't mean to and nobody gets it so the fact that one person got it was just like yep. the coolest thing ever <laughs> and then we were friends so after happy. That, like nothing yes yes <laughs> next question all right cool, cool, so cool. what got you into reading my mom did i grew up in the country so there was like three channels on tv and no friends to play with so we mom would take us into town a lot and like my favorite thing ever was going to the library and i would she would let me pick out like as many books as i could and then we would go home and read. Or she would, we would go to a coffee shop bakery thing and she would read to us there on like the tiny little table that seemed <laughs> huge. And now it's like, obviously for a child, but. It's so wholesome. It is. I yeah. feel like your whole My childhood mom, is very wholesome. It, it was. I lived in a bubble, <laughs> partially because of where I grew up. So what is your favorite medium of reading? So like, because Bridget's very much physical books, but I'm audiobooks. So what about you? Well, hmm. <laughs> I physical books technically I've read a ton in elementary school and high school and stuff because probably a depressed only kid was just like <laughs> fantasy <laughs> I love it so then I went to school and you know you don't have time to read when you go to school and then I stayed in San Francisco for a few years and daily commutes are like 45 minutes at the shortest so I was like hey I can read everything I've ever wanted to read and so I did voraciously for like years. And then starting like two years ago, I went into a reading slump and I haven't come out really since. So it's mainly just been podcasts lately, honestly. Oh, nice. But if I choose a medium, it's books, like physical books. But audiobooks <laughs> are cool because you get to hear it acted out and it's fun. And accents. Right? Accents are fun. Accents. <laughs> and accents. <laughs> of course. Because I can't do accents in my head. Like I, it's always in American English. No matter Aww. where they are. It's very sad. All right. And then final question, which I feel like we have to ask. What is your Hogwarts house? Hufflepuff. <laughs> exactly. I'm surrounded by Hufflepuffs. You're welcome. In the best way possible. I know. <laughs> of all the houses to be surrounded by. Right. Hufflepuff is the best one. Honestly. All right. So that's kind of like the end of our Jane interview, if you will. So now it's like our general icebreaker question, mm. which Bridget thought of. Ooh. What? fictional character do we identify as like any fictional character books movies tv show i'll go first i guess mine is toph bay fong which we all avatar last airbender (laughs) we all know this (laughs) i've probably mentioned it before and i think a little bit but yeah (laughs) also edward elric i'm not small i'm ferocious (laughs) do not like will oh my goodness this is okay 100 yes because i'm seething right now Toph does have like the chill anger, which Edward is like very. Yeah. You get meh sometimes, but mostly Toph. <laughs> Indeed, mainly sometimes. around us. I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> when we get you really mad about something, right. like want to bet a butt or oh, oh my god, god. Stop <laughs> <it>. <laughs> all right, Pip. What about okay. you? What character do you relate to? Well, there's a lot, but the only person I can think of right now is. Um, Vincent Van Gogh in that Doctor Who episode. Because growing up, like, now I realize how sad and not normal I was as a kid, but nobody understood. And it, like, took me a while to accept that. And then I he accepted it eventually, and I was just like, 
parallels. Stop it, Jane. <laughs> oh my god. And it made me every the more every time I see it, I like sob uncontrollably. And it's oh, also yes. just a really sweet episode. And I love it. Aww. But that's that's the one character that came to mind. I know there's more. Mm-hmm. Right. But I can't think of anything else. How obscure but accurate. Honestly. <laughs> That's sad. Oh I know. I sorry to be sad, compete but with that. Like, God. <laughs> it genuinely resonated with me. So there you go. Oh, That's awesome. Um, I think I'm just going to be basic and say the same thing I put on our TikTok video, which was Leo Valdez. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Percy Jackson. Uh, uh, yes. yes. Percy a Jackson. Percent. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what you mean by that. <laughs> you find your adorable and you find lost things and make them your children and it's wonderful oh my god the crayon oh that's so funny i the crayon for those of you that must know this one time we went to disneyland and we went on the matterhorn and as i'm going on to the ride i look down and there's this little green crayon and i picked it up and i felt all of us as i do this with everything i pick it up off the ground and immediately i feel a connection immediately i'm just like i must take care of this crayon for the rest of my life and i still have it to this day and i know exactly where it's at and i literally found that before we went to college i think or was i with you guys when i found it was that? before yeah it was before. Oh, yeah so yeah when i was in us- high school which is easily 10 years ago so <laughs> i have kept this crayon for that long yeah you showed it to my mom when we were there in september you were like look at my child <laughs> because i know exactly where it's at in my desk I, <laughs> like i know yeah it went to college with me i took that thing everywhere hufflepuffs he, are particularly t- good finders oh indeed we are, we are. <laughs> I find that very true. Oh. <laughs> Huzzah. All right. So, should we get into the actual episode now? Fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. So, for this episode, we're starting the Darker Shade of Magic series, which Yay. I'm so excited for. Or I guess it's called Shade of Magic series. Yeah. And the first one is a Darker Shade um, of Magic. I never know what to call this so. series. I always just say Darker Shade of Magic. Like, right. Me too. But I guess, like, when I was looking it up, people were like, oh, no, it's a Shades of Magic series. <laughs> a and gathering the first of one. darker shades and light. <laughs> <laughs> So we're only doing the first one today. So A Darker Shade of Magic and per mm-hmm. usual, Bridget, being the angel that she is, has written the whole plot summary. And I wrote the whole book. I am the Ishwab. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote down the plot That's and is going to take are. us on a glorious adventure. So would you like to begin? Dear God. Okay. Get comfy, ladies. <laughs> Interrupt uh, me whenever yeah. you want. Of course. And okay. we're going to start casting pretty quickly. So the story, <laughs> I'll read a little bit. So the story begins in the perspective of Kel Marish, oh, the Antari of so Red London. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So in the audiobook, they call it Maresh. Maresh. Yeah. Oh. It's probably more accurate. Yeah. But it doesn't That's really matter. how they pronounce I mean, it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we have so this conversation funny. every episode. It's yeah. like, to me, it does not matter. I just find it interesting. Because like how I like, read things, but then you actually hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So I always think it's interesting, but honestly, the way I feel about it is like, there's no wrong way to say it because that was your experience with this book. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. your adventure through this book happened yeah. that particular way, sounding like that. And it's okay. That's totally fine. I just yeah. like to compare and contrast. All, like, all words are made way, up in my opinion. So. All the words in this book are pretty much made up. Like, yeah. come on now. <laughs> oh, gosh. So Kel is the Antari of Red London. In this world or worlds, plural, there are parallel Londons with various levels of magic. So there's Red London, which is thriving with magic, White London, which is losing its magic, and magic is kind of like sick in a way. Uh, Gray London, which is non-magical, it's our London. And then <laughs> basic London. Um, and then Black London, which fell to like a black corrupt magic, 
and it's basically closed off from the other worlds. And Kel, being the only Antari in Red London, he's able to travel between the Londons. And the signs of being an Antari is you have one solid black eye. Like you control blood magic pretty much, it's, and that's um, the way you're able to blood and bone. Oh, yeah, their thing. And he's very powerful. Wait, magician. bone too. I don't remember the bone. Yeah, because bit. that's um the little wooden box that has like all the stuff in it. Yeah. That has like all the elements so they can test like what magic you are. Oh. It's water, earth, um, something oil for the fire, and then bone, like little chunks of bone. So he's the avatar of Red London. Pretty much. Essentially. But he can yeah. also teleport. <laughs> so so yes. who did you guys cast as Kel? For Kel? You want to go first, Ooh. Lindsay? <laughs> yes, I'll go first. Ooh. Okay. So as you guys know, I did the scrapbook thing. So I took pictures of it, which I'm sending to Jane right now. Should pop up there. Oh my somewhere. gosh, I love it. So Try to nice. only look at Kel. <laughs> right. But I mean, you can look at the whole thing. I'm showing you like my whole Red London page. Oh, okay. I don't know this guy. Yeah, which I'm so excited. So I like literally went because I wanted them to be a little bit younger. So I went, I literally typed into um, the internet young British actors and he was like in this um, article about like these young rising What's his actors. Name? His name is Freddie Wise. Ah. Yeah. And he is in the fifth season of Poldark, which I am slowly <gasps> but surely getting to. Um, so it's super that. exciting. Um, I watched a little bit, like I found like clips of him in it and I adore him. He's super cute. But like in this particular picture, like does he not? He's yeah, that's very. Is that very No, that's him. That's him from oh, wow. Poldark. So that's why he looks like perfection. Kel pipes. Oh, but yeah. So, so yeah, cute. his name is Freddie Wise. Oh. Sweet Would you pick Jane? I chose Ollie Alexander. <gasps> oh, photo. Ollie! So, right, because he's like Kel's like a kind of a sad boy, and Ollie's yeah. character in <laughs> God Help the Girl is kind of a sad boy. Mm-hmm. So it just. Very it's much it. boy. And I oh love gosh. him. And he's yes. got, he's adorable. So Aww. Just imagine him with red hair. Ooh. Perfection. Right. There is some photos <gasps> with him with dyed hair, but he has a weird haircut. So I can't do that one. <laughs> it's totally fine. That's yes. perfect. Yeah. Cool. I approve. I casted uh, Cameron Monaghan. Monaghan. He's from Shameless and Gotham. And he happens to be a redhead. Oh, I wait! I almost know. cast him. Really? <laughs> yeah. And then I thought of Ollie, and I was like, nope. <laughs> He's also oh, yeah. uh, that new like Star Wars video game. He yeah, did like yeah, the motion yeah. capture for that. So his name is Cal. Oh, I didn't know that. Video game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he just kind of looks exactly like how I pictured him, and it's a plus that he has red hair. I swear, I wasn't like red hair actors. Like he just happened to have red hair. It's perfect. Perfect. Yeah, he plays a good sad boy in Shameless, so, yeah. I've seen a few episodes. Yeah, so that's who I casted. Excellent. Okay, continue, plot-wise. Okay, so in all the Londons, there is this ever-present tavern that Kel likes to frequent. So in Grey London, it takes the name of the Stone's Throw. Okay, hold on. Sorry. (laughs) Must pause. But my Dini character, who I accidentally had killed off in the second session, I oh. had her last name be Stone's Throw because she's a, a mountain dwarf. That's genius. That was That's awesome. Yes. But she died immediately. So whoops. <laughs> Speaking of death, we'll get there. Ouch. Right? <laughs> Stone's Throw and death, we'll get there. Okay, hmm. so Kel likes to go to this tavern to meet with people to trade artifacts from all the Londons. Uh, Kel is 
really only supposed to use his Antari travel powers to trade knowledge between the London leaders. He's like a liaison with the royal family and all the other London leaders. Uh, but smuggling artifacts is kind of his only hobby. But it's also treason. But he does it anyway. So <laughs> Wait, it's true. I forgot it was treason. <laughs> yeah. Well, technically, yeah, because he's taking like magical items from Red London and bringing them to Grey London yeah. to sell and like pawn off to yeah. people. And yeah, a bit a of point. backstory for Kel. He has no memory of his like first five years of life. His memories were removed by magic, and he doesn't know like his birth name. He doesn't know where he came from, and he feels kind of like ostracized from Red London society. So sad boy. Um, and he was adopted into the family of King Maxim, Queen Amira, and Prince Rye. Yay! So should we just go character mm, by character? The whole Maresh family. <laughs> yeah. Should we just cast them? All King right. Maxim. Yes. Lindsay. So for King Maxim, I chose Idris Elba because, oh. I mean, who else? I, I mean, same. I did the right. same thing. Oh, you, you did, did Idris Elba? Yeah. Yeah. Elba? Oh, my Yay! God. Uh-huh. That's exciting. I was like, okay. there's literally no other person. It Wait, has and to like be the him. second, like uh, just them talking about like how he holds himself and how like he walks around, I was like, Ooh, Idris, his voice. right? His yeah. voice. Mm. I almost picked Idris Elba, but I kind of knew that one of you was gonna pick him, Me? so I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna pick this guy, and I'm sorry if I pronounce his name incorrectly, but it's oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Chu Wu Tell Edgy O Four. Yes. Oh, Tell Edgy O Four. Yes. Uh, he was yeah, in exactly Twelve Years a Slave that. and Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. so he like gives him. me kingly vibes as well. Yeah. Uh, yep. Oh, I, like I, him. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I had to write his name phonetically. Oh, <laughs> smart. And then uh, Queen Amira. Who did you Ooh. guys cast? For I'm our excited. Queen? So for Queen Amira, you guys should recognize her face. I chose uh, Angel Colby, who plays Guinevere in Merlin. <gasps> I didn't even Bitch. think of that, and that is genius. She's You're right. Perfect. She's adorable, ah. and I love her. And like Amira is very soft spoken and very like super kind and very like quiet. And we I know she like... can play a queen. Exactly. We know yeah. she can play a queen. True. And I feel like she could easily like pull off Amira's whole like demeanor. Yes. What about you, Pip? I don't know. I kind of couldn't pick between two people, so there's two That's people okay. playing That's her in my head. For some reason, I don't know if it's canon, but I always assumed Rye was mixed. So I ha- I wanted an elegant white lady. So I went with Winona Ryder and or Helena Bonham Carter because they're both queens in my eyes. Winona Ryder. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> it came out. It was, I think Katrina or Vanessa suggested it, but I was like, ooh, that'd be interesting. I, ooh, 100%. I, like that. I love that. The mix, like being mixed. Yeah. That's... I don't know why. It just is like always in my head. It makes sense because she came from a different land, right? She kind of did, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. I who love did it. you cast? Oh, who Bridget? did I? Oh, right. That's why you're looking. <laughs> We're all just I looking did. at you like waiting for I did. Uh, <laughs> Carrie Washington from <gasps> Scandal. Oh, <laughs> my. God bless. Yes. 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 I love her yes, so yes, much. Yes. Oh, my God. And that combo of oh. actors is beautiful. I'm just I'm like picturing Idris Elba with all of these women. And I'm yeah. like, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Make it happen. Oh, Carrie Washington. Yeah. I love her. I just, yes, That's 100%. Right? Yeah. Yep. So, what okay. about Rye? Oh, should I go first? Sweet. Yeah, I go first. I've been going Sweet first. Rye. Going clockwise. Okay. So, for Rye, I've, I chose Chance Perdomo, who plays a character, I forget his name in the series, but he plays a character in the new Sabrina series on Netflix. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I absolutely adore him. So. Oh. 
I thought he was super cute. And I've seen him, I've seen him in a few of the episodes in Sabrina. And the I'll... picture you chose is so like... Is so right, yeah. <laughs> right. That's why, Aww. like, and then looking at them all together, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> it's so cute. Oh, I love it. it. Would you pick Jane? Okay, I chose Miles Evans. Oh, uh, he is in Teenage Bounty Hunters. That's what I know him from. His name sounds so familiar. Right. It's a wonderful show. Um, yeah, and he just looks like a sweet boy. The happy opposite to Kel's Ooh, sad. Yeah. I like that. No, I've seen uh-huh. him. I've seen him before. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, yes. look at his smile. I know. Oh, my God. Yes. Right? Such a cute Aww. love. <laughs> we just, him. like, love everyone that we're <laughs> We're just like, oh, yes. they're perfect. Perfect. 100%. Cast we just need, like, four <laughs> different series so we can have yeah. every single person. <laughs> Netflix. Okay, so I casted Keenan Lonsdale. He's from oh, Love Simon. Oh, okay. That's right. I was like, that name <gasps> oh, sounds so familiar. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He played Blue. <gasps> oh my god, I love him. Yeah. Okay, okay. He's also yeah. he's Australian and mm-hmm. he's in this Australian dance show that I used to watch like crazy called Dance Academy. <laughs> I remember you telling me about that. <laughs> yes, he was in it and I absolutely adore him. <laughs> he's also a part of the LGBT. Yes. So um, I yes oh I like God, that they would he'd be such a he'd be an amazing <laughs> oh ride like thinking I know but <laughs> yep. it's like duh that's why I picked him yes I know this oh yay. we casted the, the Red family. London well done yes, good yes. for us okay <laughs> plot back and we go okay so huh. next we switch to the perspective of the one and only or sorry the one and only the only other known Antari from White London his name is Holland Holland. And while Kel was adopted by Red's royal family, um, Holland is considered to be the property of the white London leaders, who are the twins. Uh, their names are Astrid and Athos. Mm-hmm. So let's get into cast in white London. Who would we All do right. for Holland? I just sent the photo. Hopefully it goes through for Jane. Um, but ah. for Holland, I did Tom Felton. <gasps> who <laughs> the world should know. <laughs> As Draco Malfoy. Ultimate sad boy. Exactly. Yup. Oh, gosh. Yes, yes. So sad. I absolutely adore him. And I was like, yes. <laughs> also, Aww. I kind of wanted someone that looked a little bit older or mm-hmm. felt a little bit older than who I chose for uh, Kel and Rye because yeah. he is technically supposed to be a little bit older. He's supposed to be 37. Yes. While Kel and oh, Lila are lot. 21 and 19. Yeah. Mm. Who'd you cast, Jane? I cast Ezra Miller because I love him. Did All of our also? reactions are just like, oh. <laughs> no, I didn't cast wow. him as someone in this book. <laughs> are you casting him in something else? Oh, oh is okay. it the, the yes. person? <laughs> Shush, don't say anything. Wow. But yes, probably. Amazing. <laughs> Listen, I approve for both of these. Right. So. 100%. I know, because oh. I thought of him in uh, Fantastic Beasts and how powerful and abused and sad he was. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, my God. Yes. Totally Holland vibes in that. Wow. He did Girl. a very good job. Someone else from the Harry Potter world. Right. <laughs> I love it. There's okay. Multiple. Produce a lot of sad boys. <laughs> so I casted Joe Dempsey from oh, Game Dempsey. of Thrones. He played Gendry. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. And Stavelle. he's like kind of the perfect age for it. <laughs> Stavelle loved him. Or well, loves probably. Absolutely adores him. Our other college ah. friend. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. So yeah. like seeing him always reminds me. I casted Joe Dempsey. I like Yay. that a lot. <laughs> That's a really good He's also very good sad boy. I was going to say also very good sad boy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 
Astrid? Should we go Astrid first? Of the twins? Yes. So actually both of my um for Astrid and Athos were both together in a show called Vikings, which I cuz the, like the word Dane is like literally what they used to call Vikings. So oh. in my head they were always like very Viking-esque. I don't know. And like just the way that they handle things and the way that they are, a lot of the stuff that they do to Holland, like how they would string people up and like bleed them and stuff like that. It's very hiking, like Viking-esque and it's very like blood eagle and whatnot. So um, yeah, Astrid, her name is uh, Catherine Winnick. Yes. I love her. She literally plays like a Viking queen in the show Vikings. So I was like, ha, perfection. Yup. She looks scary and I love it. (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. Jane, who'd you cast? Okay. So how old are they supposed to be? Because I don't um, remember they're that. In, they're in their 30s, like generally. So young 30s, okay. old 30s, doesn't really matter. Because I wasn't sure because you know how the rulers of White London get murdered all the time? So yeah. I wasn't sure. Because I figured they'd be younger. So I have like two. Because you know how Hollywood That's does the thing where they cast people like at different ages than they should be? So mm-hmm. young Astrid, uh, Katie McGrath, because she's scary. And She's wonderful. Scary. Ooh, imagine um, her with like white hair. Ice white right? hair. Right? Exactly. Ooh, girl. Her eyes. Oh. Yep. Her brows. The brows. Yep. <laughs> queen. Scary queen. I love her. And then older is uh, Lena Headey. Because <gasps> obviously. Oh. One of my lady crushes. Absolutely adore Lena Headey. Same. Both, I'm scared of both of them. <laughs> right? 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 Honestly. Yeah. I would fully faint if I met them. Oh, like, Ooh, that's so good. <laughs> I love that. And I casted Samara Weaving. She was in the movie Ready or Not. Oh. oh and she's also in yes. The Babysitter. So she's very good at playing like a psychopath. Mm. And she could beat the crap out of someone. If you've seen Ready or Not, it's like, oh, the yeah, stuff this girl goes not. through. <laughs> but she has great emotional range. I think she, and she like totally looks exactly how I pictured her. Nice. She does actually. She looks really, really. It's really funny because I did in the at first I did choose like someone who would play them younger and someone who would play mm-hmm. them older, but then I ended up using the girl for somebody else. So, huh. me. She's but, like thirty-two, I think, or thirty-three. Oh, that's well, I don't know, whatever. And then Athos. Who did you Athos. guys do? Ooh, I'm so excited for this one. So for Athos, I chose his name is Gustav Skarsgård. He's one of the Skarsgård boys. And he, um, in the show Vikings, he plays the character named uh, Floki. He's like a shipbuilder. And he's pretty freaking nuts in that TV show. Yeah. So I didn't know I he was a Skarsgård. He was perfect. Yeah, he's a Skarsgård boy. So many. I know. He's got like seven sons or something In all like of that. our cast scenes, there's going to be a Skarsgård. I almost chose two because I almost put Holland as Bill Skarsgård. No way. Let's put Bill as Athos. Oh, I how funny. Did. It's that would be like funny. scratched out right here. How? Yeah. <laughs> the Skarsgård boys make perfect white Londoners. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd you do, Jane? Okay. So young Athos, I did Timothy Chalamet. Because he's... Because <laughs> I... I Timothy? Think of them oh. as like very angular. Timothy. So I was like, that Timothy. boy is oh, very Jesus. angular. And then older, Ooh, David Tennant. Because... <gasps> Ooh. He can get scary, oh, but he also looks. He they like look appealing, but then they're terrifying. So that, that's true. kind of Barty where Crouch I was going with it. Junior, <laughs> Barty <laughs> tongue thing. Oh, Ew, I hate that tongue. <laughs> so so creepy. So, so I casted Cody Fern from American Horror Story. Oh oh, and he My literally Lord. plays like the son of Satan. 
in what? American Horror Story. Oh, God. So, Which one? Oh. Which American Horror Story? Apocalypse. When he came out in Apocalypse, everyone lost their goddamn mind. Oh, I mean, they like, didn't know where the chip fear or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah. how I casted. Okay, so we got Red London, White London. Excellent. We're going to have a lot of plot before we get to the next characters. That's fine. Cool okay, beans. so the Londons exist next to each other, like pages in a book. So White London is sandwiched between black and red and therefore is being severely affected by the corrupt dark magic that White London fell to. And Holland's goal is to basically reinvigorate White London and all he wants is to like kind of save his people pretty much. He goes to Red London to kind of appeal for aid and Holland meets up with Hell's adoptive brother Rye, the Prince of Red London as we've already discussed. He ends up giving Rye this blue pendant which is supposed to be in honor of his birthday. So back with Kel's perspective, Kel is basically delivering a message to King George of Grey London, um, who's like a very minor character, but I feel like we just have to mention him. King George is basically trying to get magic back to Grey London. Like that's what his motive is. So who'd you guys cast for King George? King George III, which is the older one. So for King George III, I chose uh, Jim Broadbent. (laughs) Oh my God. Who (laughs) from like in one of my favorite movies is in uh, Moulin Rouge. Harry Um, Ziegler. Yes, he plays Harry Ziegler in Moulin Rouge. And so I figured he'd be perfect for King George III. Who'd you choose? Bridget. I casted Jim Broadbent. Oh my God. (laughs) No way. I love when this happens. (laughs) This happens at least once every time. Right? Yay. Slughorn. I pretty much just pictured Slughorn like from Harry Potter. I just pictured who would I want to be my English grandfather. And there you go. Actually, I think uh, Gary Oldman might be really cool. Fifth Element, he's like crazy. So Cal basically just delivers letters back and forth. Like that's his job. And that's why he smuggles shit because he's so bored all the time. Right. (laughs) So Cal is assigned yet again to deliver a letter to Astrid of White London. After he delivers this letter, he ends up in the parallel White London Tavern where he is pursued by a random woman who tries to convince him to take this letter and like a parcel to Red London for her. Mm -hmm. Kel reluctantly does so. He's just like, yeah, okay, like leave me alone. So he agrees to take this but when he arrives in Red London he is attacked by a man who is under mind control and he realizes that the payment parcel contains a black stone and the madman tries to kill Kel but Kel uses this stone to kind of freeze the man in place and ends up killing him and is off to Grey London and he takes the stone with him. Yes. So yes, plot. The plot thickens. Yay. It's grown darker, a shade, you would say. Oh, what? Oh, my. (laughs) And next, we're in Grey London again, in the Stone's Throw, where we meet Lila Bard. Yay! So, Lila is a master thief. She's amazing at fighting. Uh, She has dreams of basically becoming a pirate. (laughs) She has a so-called, like, magical map that will take her wherever she wants to go. Lila Bard. I forgot about the map. So, who did we cast? So, for Lila Bard, I'm super excited about this one. Um, Her name is Brianna Hildebrand. Um, She is from the TV show Trinkets, which I rave about all the time from Netflix. Yeah. She is adorable. And she already, like, has, like, her hair cut, pretty sure, in Trinkets. And she's very good at keeping, like, a straight face. And she she plays, like, resting bitch very well, which I believe is, like, Lila Bard's whole thing. Amazing. So, absolutely adore her. Would you do, Jane? I cast, um, where's, I apologize for my pronunciation, Anya Chalatra, aka Yennefer from The Witcher. Oh my god. 
Yes. Thought that'd be cool. I want to see her in more stuff. Right? Same. She was amazing. Yeah. She's my favorite character. Yeah, when she like goes kind of, you know, like crazy in The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh. Yes. And she's so powerful. We love powerful women here. Honestly. Yes, we do. Speaking Even of. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I casted, back in Game of Thrones realm, Maisie Williams. <gasps> oh, my God. Yes. She yeah. would be perfect. And she kind of matches the age like she's a little bit younger than um cameron who i casted for kel and i think them next to each Uh other along with uh rye who i casted with yes yes right Right? trio like seeing them all together i'm like and we know that she can fight my baby come on game of thrones right yeah that's my lila oh i like it so much adorable okay so um, in lila's perspective so um, lila runs into kel and immediately robs him <laughs> so she robs him of the black stone and flees. Kel catches up to her and explains that this is dark magic. Like, don't mess with this. You don't know like what's going on. She does not know what's going on. Uh, Lila is able to use the stone surprisingly, even though Grey London doesn't have magic. And she turns it into a sword, freaks out, tosses out a window, yeets it out of the window, pretty much. <laughs> um, where a random man finds it, and he the sword like speaks to him and tells him to stab himself. And when he stabs himself, he like absorbs the sword into him and he basically like becomes possessed by the dark magic it's kind of like a parasite sort of so um, holland he like ends up tracking um he's trying to track the stone so um, he finds lila at the stone's throw and he uses her to reach kel basically even though she literally just met kel so she's just like being tortured pretty much um kel pops up because and he forces her to scream so that way kel will hear her so um, holland and kel fight it happens a lot and with Lila's help, her and Kel end up getting away, and Holland kills the owner of the tavern, uh, Baron. Baron. And Baron, he's the owner of the tavern. He's basically Lila's only father figure. Yeah. She doesn't have family, but he like takes her in. But when she starts stealing stuff, he's like, "Get the fuck out!" But then, like, "Oh yeah, you can come back." And <laughs> he's just—I think—if he's one of those that's like more disappointed in her yeah. than like mad, he just like wishes she would get her life together. But you know, but doesn't actually say anything to her. Yeah, it's really sad. Baron. So for Baron, I chose, which is really funny, also from Game of Thrones. Um, he play. Uh, his name is Liam. Cunningham and he plays uh oh my god yeah yeah I forget who he plays I forget the like character's name I think it's Stavos in Game of Thrones oh, funny because he helps Joe Dempsey in Game of Thrones oh, but then does. if this isn't like a mixture he's the of one our, that um the little princess that has like the grayscale on her face he like teaches her how to yeah. read and is like super adorable with her in Game of Thrones that's who he plays yeah. in Game of Thrones. I think the character's name is Stavos but it could be wrong but, yeah Liam Cunningham right. is who I chose okay what so I I have the ultimate one, but then I have two subs. Um, so Robbie Coltrane, aka Hagrid, because oh I yes. feel like he just is a barkeep person and just like a dad, and I love him. Yeah, and then, indeed, you know, because death, Sean Bean. <laughs> Because he always dies in his stuff. <laughs> so for like I a love, sad comedic thing. I absolutely thing. love that you chose Sean Bean because Bridget chose Maisie Williams. So it's like, <gasps> oh no. it would oh, be like Game of Thrones all over again. Wow. Oh, that Fuck right off hurts. with that. <laughs> I did not You're even welcome. think about that. And then oh, I also no, thought it would be an interesting gender swap cameo for Victoria Schwab to be Baron. Ooh. Right? Because then she's in yes. it for a little bit and she like right. influences one of the characters and I thought it'd be fun. Oh my God. That'd yes. be so cool. I love but ultimately Robbie Coltrane because he's right. the ultimate. 
Hmm. See, gender swap would be pretty interesting because then there's nothing like it could be like a motherly's. Yeah. Also, like yeah. a woman barkeep is just like yes, Amazing. the most epic. Thing. <laughs> so I casted Brendan Gleeson, who played um, oh. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Goblet of Fire. Yes, Harry And I would like him to please keep his Irish accent for the role of Baron. <laughs> Back into plot. Baron dies. <laughs> This is why I'm the summarizer. I just got to tell it how it is. Indeed. (laughs) Okay. So after this, Kel realizes that the stone is from Black London. Da-da-da. It's a black stone. It has black magic. Oh, my God. It's Black London. Congrats, Kel. Wow, so smart, (laughs) Kel. He's not the smartest boy, okay? (laughs) He's not a Ravenclaw. Let's just say that. True. So, So Kel resolves that he needs to return the stone back to Black London. And he reluctantly allows Lila to join him on this quest because they're just kind of in it together at this point. So he and Lila successfully travel to Red London because normally it's like he should only be able to travel by himself and bring objects like not other people. Yeah, so it was very risky bringing in a human. Yeah, but he's like, oh, maybe with the stone I'll be able to do it. So he's able to bring her to Red London with him. And while the the dark magic that possessed that man from earlier that like stabbed himself, it begins to start like spreading from person to person like Mm -hmm. a parasite pretty much oh and then also at this moment lila kisses kel just like for the hell of it luck (laughs) she literally says it's for luck um and yeah we love a confident woman pretty much and one of my favorite quotes from it she says i'm not going to die she said not till i've seen it kel says seen what and her smile widened everything ah it's amazing fucking love lila little rent okay so um, the dark magic sickness is beginning to spread through red london and while trying to get a white london trinket so that kel and lila can travel to white london they end up being ambushed by the royal guard when they're like in red london and lila who's carrying the stone because when kel holds it what does it do it like it kind of um it kind of like speaks to him and it's a little like overpowering yeah. for him and he can't necessarily say no because um it feeds off of his power and kind of yeah. like vice versa so it's kind of like Kel gets like lost in train of thought and Lila can break him out of it but when Lila holds it because she doesn't have any power at all it's yeah. kind of like just a, a thing doesn't have any power uh, at all exactly say. okay so <laughs> um so Lila is carrying the stone and she uses the stone to conceal herself from the guard. And Kel ends up returning to the palace with them. So back at the palace, celebrations for Rai's birthday have begun. He's turning 20. <laughs> Very. Oh, yeah. Well, that's because oh. um, when they first get into Red London, the parade's happening. Mm-hmm. And they were technically separated. Yeah. Right. And then Kel finds her. And Kel's kind of um, on the lookout. Not on the lookout. Because he's missing. Yeah. So there's like so missing posters all over him. the city. And they're like, oh, wanted. But like, you yeah. know in a good way like wanted because we were trying to find our loss mm-hmm. and, and he's like, everyone kind of hates him anyways and he's just right. like well they don't necessarily they're just a little um intimidated by his power like a lot of people don't know what to make of him because even though he is nice he kind of does do like the dirty work of the crown and um he does like have the power to pretty much kill anybody yeah so they're just intimidated they don't oh. hate him <laughs> there know. are some people that adore him because yeah. uh lila literally hears someone called him like the black-eyed prince and she's like oh how I, how i would love to dance with him at the ball that's happening <laughs> like there's some girls that are like mm, you know <laughs> oh gosh i adore kill so he's, he's just like boy. he doesn't want to be looked at at all it's no of like, course not <laughs> nope just leave me alone i just want to collect some stuff and commit treason okay <laughs> So back at the palace, uh, Rai's birthday, the celebrations have begun. And through the pendant that Holland gifted Rai, Rai has pretty much become possessed. 
and possessed by none other than Astrid, the white London female Queen. twin leader. So Kel is the only one that notices this immediately because they're best friends slash brothers. So he notices this immediately and Astrid does that whole like uh, evil person plot where they just like or not plot uh, word vomit where they just like (laughs) tell their whole like grand plan all at once. So Astrid reveals that she plans to remove the barriers between the worlds so that her and her brother Athos can rule all the Londons. They have a weird relationship, her and Athos. Yeah, it's creepy. I don't like it. They do. Like, are you guys one person? Are you guys together? Are you guys brother and sister? Like, what's very weird? So, also, there's another half of the stone that her brother is in possession of. So, the stone that they're freaking out about is only half of the almighty powerful thing. Okay, so, they're separated. And Lila needs to get into the castle somehow. And she ends up meeting Kala, who gives her a mask and clothes. And she also... She, like just immediately assumes that Lila is Kel's lover. She's like, yeah, girl, I'll be good in there. I absolutely adore it. (laughs) Kala is me. She's she's like, ooh, for Master Kel, then we definitely should get you all dressed up. And Lila's like, oh, no, not like that. Like, Like, wait. Together. (laughs) Okay, so who do we cast as? Yay, I'm so excited. (gasps) Casting. So for Kala, I chose, um, her name is Sarah Agdashlu. Yeah, Who's so um, she Wait, is from. Oh, do not ask. I ain't got time. <laughs> here, here's the photo. She's right here. <gasps> oh, she's cool. Yeah, so she, um, the movie like oh. off the top of my head that she's in is um Sisterhood of Traveling Pants two when uh Blake Lively goes to Turkey to do the whole like digging. Um, she's the one that's there. Oh, okay. Yes. 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 I know who that is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I absolutely adore her, and I love her accent. Is she Indian? I think right? so. Interesting. I believe so. Yeah. Why? Well, I'm looking her up. Because. <laughs> it won't get to me. Okay. I know. Okay. Jane, who I, did you cast? I, um, I chose Julia Walters. Well, <laughs> Julia Walters, a.k.a. Uh, Mrs. Weasley. <gasps> oh. Oh, my gosh. I, I always imagined her as, like, a shortish, roundish, like, mom who just loves all her babies, especially Kel, and just of wants course. the best for him. <laughs> And showers him with love and affection. And is low-key, like, and it's shipping wonderful. everyone. Honestly. Oh, yeah. That's so cute. Yay. Yeah. I approve. So I casted Mindy Kaling. Oh, my God. <gasps> who's also Indian. Yay. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, just because, like, Lila immediately says she has, like, an accent. And the mm-hmm. way that she, like, um, she pronounces her name Lila. So, like, she makes the E's into I's. Oh. Mm. I even... The I's into E's. Totally Sorry. About that. <laughs> but, yeah. I like all of her choices. <sighs> Adorable. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> Okay, so Lila shows up to help Kel once again. Uh, Astrid makes Rye... I'm, like, jumping around a lot, but I'm just trying to get through the the plot. So Astrid being in control of Rye, she makes him stab himself once again. Like, why why are all these, like, dark magic stuff, like, trying to make everyone kill themselves? It's like, oh, I have possession of you. Stab immediately. So this is the worst birthday ever for Rye. Poor boy. Once he stabs himself, Astrid escapes from his body and she jumps into the body of, um, was it like another guard who, whoever's like holding the pendant, basically she can. No, it's a, it's a random woman. Oh, no, it's, I think it's the girl that Lila ends up stealing the invitation from that's outside because, um, or I think it's a guard and then the guard goes after Lila and like falls off the balcony, like with Lila or something like that. I don't know. I just remember Lila looks down and she sees a girl like pick up the charm and is like, what the heck is this? And then she sees like her face go blank and then she runs off. Okay. Like she looks up, like smirks at them, and then right. runs away. Yep. Yes, yes. Oh, that was creepy. I don't know, like that would be like interesting, like just the 
acting switch like mm-hmm. when you know that it's not that person anymore so cool oh, okay. just like a subtle subtle just switch like- and then they're <laughs> Totally uh, I'm already this this book is just like such like it's so cinematic mm-hmm. already that I mm-hmm. like that's why I like was able to read it so quickly because of the way that the Schwab master masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Kel and Lila escape with the dying Rye to one of Kel's childhood sanctuaries and <sighs> Rye dies pretty much. But with the stone, Kel is able to bring him back. And he pretty much binds Rye to his body, or to Kel's like body and soul. He's kind of like a tether t- for him. And they're now, they now have these like matching marks on their chests, pretty much. Um, so basically, uh, Kel has given his life to Rye, like half of it. Yeah. And so Rye can no longer die. But if Kel dies, then Rye dies too. Yeah. They're connected. <sighs> Crazy. More, they're more so, more than brothers now, like almost the same person but not gosh it gets heavy later on just like trying not to talk about the other books i I keep wanting to be like oh yeah and then Uh, this happens yeah no 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 no. okay so uh, while they're in the sanctuary uh this priest comments on lila's glass eye which she says that she lost as a baby and she doesn't really like have a memory of it so when they're trying to travel to white london kel is stopped by holland and lila ends up traveling alone so gosh they just keep all these like parallel worlds they just like someone gets yeeted somewhere and then they're just like <laughs> stuck over there and they just <laughs> so many times so uh, so once again kel and holland fight kel ends up killing holland when he tries to take the stone from him and he says that like holland seemed relieved when he stabbed him kills like quote quote kills and then kel feels a bit bad so he ends up taking holland's body to white london well it's more like he's relieved that he's dying because he's not um he's also under a spell of his own Mm -hmm. that um athos has put him under and he basically has no will of choice at all anymore athos does like makes him do all of his bidding it's kind of like a possession charm but a little bit different yeah in a way well not really he just like if he tells him he Mm -hmm. must do something then he has to act it out and do it he has no choice over it and uh kel ends up grabbing his body because the people of white london want to tear holland apart because they think like bathing or drinking his blood will give them more power where did the fight happen in white london oh no no yeah yeah in white london at the port i think or gray london is that a port of some sort (laughs) there's a port (laughs) i think it is white london because i remember that's why he takes him because lila's like just leave it and he's like i can't because Mm -hmm. it could have been him like what all of this happened to he like looks at her and he's like it could have been me and then because the people of white london like want to he's like holland just happened to be born in white london and i just happened to be born in red london like it could have been yes we could have been in either one situation so i forget where the fight actually takes place though it's okay i think it is red london details and then he brings his body with him to white london okay so lila is in white london and she's trying to storm the castle her plan is to kill astrid while she's while she's in the mind of someone in red london because like she's basically just chilling like in a trance so she's like i'm gonna kill this bitch before she comes back into her body so that's her plan so lila's trying to get into the castle and she takes pity on this young boy who's also being like bound and controlled by the the twins so she kills him to kind of release him from his bonds but he pretty much like begs her oh gosh i remember that like so vividly i was like this is so freaking sad like what am i reading also um she doesn't know that astrid is busy 
possessing people mm-hmm. on the other side because when she actually gets into the room um she just looks like she's sleeping and she tries to shoot yeah. her and the bullet bounces off and actually ends up hitting lila right. guns in this does she have guns lila brings a gun from gray london but red does. london doesn't because who needs a gun when you got magic uh, in a fight she would bring guns she wants to be a pirate after all oh gosh just all the weapons give them all to her pretty much <laughs> yeah uh, just so um, astrid eventually like comes to and then her and lila start fighting in this fight i swear to god i just want to see it because i read it so vividly <laughs> and just the two of them would they seemed like so equally matched but astrid ends up winning this fight and she like knocks lila out and then she takes over her appearance um, i forgot about that as evil people do it always yes. happens uh-huh. so kel is fighting athos in the like front courtyard area mm-hmm. right that's uh-huh. how i remembered it so he's fighting athos Athos like is there a snake he like conjures a snake yeah. of some sorts but then the snake like the magic is too much for him and it turns on him and he yeah because like... he he has both the stones together so he oh, uses right, it to yeah. bring the snake to life yeah so so Astrid finds Kel like after her brother is dead so obviously this is gonna like set her off and Kel immediately knows that she is not Lila I think it's because she yeah. says please oh, hand yeah. me the stone <laughs> she literally like she's like please hand me the stone and Kel just kind of looks at her like oh Lila Bard would never say the word please <laughs> yes 100%. oh my god Ugh. first mistake he said please <laughs> honestly so Kel knows that this is not Lila and he's just like nope good boy not today bitch and kills her good defend boy. your woman so <laughs> um so when Kel, Kel is holding so both proud. of <laughs> so when Kel is holding these uh two stone halves together he hears a voice in his mind and the voice is named oh gosh Vitari or how did you say it Vitari oh, Vitari 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 that's probably better so um, this voice uh tries to overtake him but Kel is able to dispel the dark magic and in doing so all those that were possessed by the dark magic in the Londons uh they're free so the dark magic like leaves their bodies <sighs> Kel overcomes his internalized magic power elaborate <laughs> Lindsay, please oh what, what do you <laughs> or is that pretty much <laughs> was that pretty much it because it was such like a moment like it was in his brain and then it like he's like fight it's like fighting he's like fighting his demons sort of right or right. no am i, I seeing too much into this <laughs> i don't know i don't know what you're trying. i sorry my brain is like blanking on what part oh, you're okay. at oh whatever so uh the dark magic is dispelled from all those that were possessed by it and kel finds a not dead holland surprise and he decides to send he decides it's a great idea to put this not dead holland <laughs> with the stone in oh, black london oh now i know what you're talking about oh. okay yes so the black stone is like literally like just let me in let me in like mm-hmm. if you say yes to me like i can make you like all power and like yes. i can give you pretty much like anything you desire and kel has to like literally sit there and like will it out of his body yeah as it's yep. like slowly ripping him apart mm-hmm. yes you're correct okay sorry <laughs> i was, I was like, like trying just so it. hard i was like come on come on come on like digging drop, drop the knowledge Lindsay. drop it <laughs> okay so kel thinks it's the best idea to put the stone and not dead holland into black london and just like <laughs> sealing it up he's like this is fine he'll die and then he was really injured and dying so he thought he was gonna die right is that, yeah that yeah they he... basically just threw him out just being like oh he'll be fine out here which i'm just like why didn't you just leave him in his own london it's like kel you used Ugh. half of that stone half of that stone to bring your brother back to life mm-hmm. so you don't think another antari who's kind of dying with a full stone isn't gonna n- nothing's gonna happen but like but like nope. let's throw this all-powerful being and this all-powerful stone in this like little bag 
bag of time and you know what's the worst that could happen Hell. not oh, a ravenclaw definitely. definitely not a ravenclaw yeah so okay I'm so we're reaching we're reaching the end of this first part story so kel and lila return to red london where they meet up with the queen and king and a recovering rye and they tell them everything all the shit that just went down uh except the fact that lila is from gray london they do not tell them this uh <laughs> sneaky children kel and lila flirt a little bit just a little bit and then <laughs> she pieces out on a ship and is a pirate and that's how it ends <laughs> i mean it's a little, end of book one it's a little more like dramatic than that i know because he gives her he forgot that like he like gives her the box because um the priest that you just flew by is Tyrion, by the way which he plays a bigger part in the second book so we're gonna cast him in that one but he like tells her that she has power and so like she knows that she has power deep within her but she's like never actually used it because she's from gray london so at the very end kel gives her that little box that has like all the different elements in it so that way she can like kind of figure out like what she's good at and like to train with and so he bestows that upon her and then it's just like well what will you do now and she's like oh i don't know like i'm just gonna go explore and go adventure and she just happens to walk like towards the docks and yes she becomes a pirate <laughs> dream acquired yes huzzah life goal but yeah that is that is technically the end of book one <laughs> i do the summarations and you add the emotion <laughs> yeah accurate you you give it bone i give it like the flesh and the blood <laughs> yeah that's about it. sounds like it yes um oh before we get into sorting oh, i yes. casted young king george oh i did not i figured we were going to keep him for oh. book two as well oh my the, god the younger one king george the John, younger yeah Jonathan the prince Groff. the prince you'll be back oh yes oh my god and the picture she's showing us right now is him in hamilton and it's amazing <laughs> just like it has to be it's him mm. oh my gosh yes i also cast i will young, not take comments just wanted, at this to, time. <laughs> just wanted to drop that there oh well we don't have to do him now we'll do him next time okay because he's okay. not really mentioned in this one that's he plays true a he, part in the second one kids yeah, come on okay should saying. we sort <laughs> yes or do we do questions and then or which one i forget the order oh no, yeah we can do book questions let's do book questions first and then we'll get into the sorting so pippin would you like to go first basically i think the first question that we usually do is who is your favorite character in this particular book so only this one not the other two we'll get to those later okay um yes. favorite character of this particular book i think kel he's just such a sweet boy right <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, I, I too I mean, would yeah. also say Kel because adorable boy. Adorable sad yes. boy. Adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always go for the adorable sad boy who is a sweet baby angle who got put in a terrible situation. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. But also, sorry. That's okay. What are you saying? Um, the I, I love the entity that is Kel, Lila, and Rai. Like they are oh, one dumbass brain and it's beautiful. Right. <laughs> it's my favorite. Okay, my favorite character yes. is Kel. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. I mean, I wanna say Lila, but I honestly she gets it's she's kind of a character that you have to like work to love and i right. love her like i already love her but like later on exactly the yeah. love grows for this so particular for this book one. it's definitely kel for this one is oh, kel because yes. immediately i was just like i vibe with you i'm very much like do not fucking look at me right i feel like it's yes. very much um this is like his book this is definitely like his introduction yeah. and like he brings you through the worlds and like he's the one that like leads uh, you through yeah. the story so yeah. uh-huh. it's basically like mm-hmm. kel's book yeah so 
Makes yeah. sense. Okay. Yes. Next question. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Pippin. Uh, oh, sorry for those. I know her name is Jane, but I call her Pippin because we are basically Mary and Pippin from Lord of the Rings. I've known I called her Pip a couple times, and I don't know if I've addressed <laughs> that. So there, that that's what that is. Um, so Pip, uh, do you think that this book should be made into, or like this whole series, basically, a TV or a movie, and why? Definitely a TV show because there's just Ooh. so much that is covered especially in the parallel londons and it'd be really cool to see to have like in avatar how there's different books focusing on the different nations they could do a similar thing where like part of the seasons are focused on the different londons and you get to see how different they are perchance but even just the story itself is way too intense and there's so much that happens each season has to be a tv show that's kind of funny because my answer is a movie (laughs) really yeah well the whole series just because for me like each book is um like i know it's a story right and the same like characters get like flow through all three of the books but i feel like each book itself is a very concise moment in time Mm -hmm. and is a very like concise like event like the first one is definitely like rye and his birthday and like that whole thing yeah and then like the second one is obviously like we'll talk about that later and the third one and whatsoever but i feel like each one is like the villain is very like set and like all of it's just like boom like in this one little pocket of time Mm -hmm. i don't know they're very like concise to me and very clear like usually when i read a series and i like blast through all of them like i did this there's kind of things I like get mixed up and but like oh was that book one or was that book two but with this one it's they're very clear on like which one like where the timeline is yeah based on the book so for me they think they'd be really cool movies yeah I I pick movies because I don't know I just while I do often prefer tv shows because it's so like you just kind of like disappear there so easily but I feel like movies I don't know like give me Lord of the Rings length movies right I'd be okay with the extended version (laughs) first yeah all right Pip, what was your favorite part in this book? Hmm. I think my favorite part was Lila's like excitement and childlike wonder with Red London. Um, it was really cool to see it through um, her eyes. For sure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, Bridget, your turn. My favorite is just um, Lila and Kel finally like meeting and her immediately robbing him. <laughs> that oh is a God. beautiful just, part. Yes. And they're immediately like fighting and i just love it so because you you're in the perspective we don't even meet well you meet lila like a little bit ways in but you're kind of with kel for most of the mm-hmm. beginning yeah so you're just kind of like what are these two gonna meet each other and then they finally do and it's just like yay right <laughs> yeah i think my favorite part of this book is definitely like when she meets kala because i adore kala so that's Aww. like my favorite part of this book of course you adore kala i do <laughs> she's so adorable i love yeah. her okay next yes. question what is your least favorite part of this book Rye dying. I hated that. Ooh, that's a good one. Also, Holland and how he was like, he had no control. That sucked, but mostly Rye. Um, mine was Holland's killing Baron. Because I was just like, oh. that was unnecessary. You right. did not have to do that. While Holland's yeah. been through a lot, I was just like, Baron was an innocent dude. Yeah, that defending was his not tavern, cool. defending Lila, and it was just like you, you didn't have that was a death I felt like didn't have to happen. Right. That one definitely didn't. But I think maybe it didn't, it, but it also gotta kill the father figure in the beginning of a story right right plus then like there's absolutely nothing for lila in gray london so she doesn't have to like feel an attachment to it she's able to let go i guess yes um my least favorite part in this one is probably the scene when kel goes to visit white london and they like make him sit and drink the wine and they they make him watch as they make holland like bleed himself into a cup for them to drink 
Oh, yep. That's that part not a was one. so <laughs> cringy for me. I was like, oh my god, oh my god. And Kel, because it's through Kel's perspective, mm-hmm. so he's like, and then they just like make like go they, like make him watch as he cuts himself, which like Antares are used to doing because they what they how they perform magic mm-hmm. is blood magic. So before like they travel anywhere, they have to cut their hand and like use their blood. But they like force him to cut in super deep, and like they tell him to drive it in like deeper and like drain more, and it's just uh, <laughs> it's so gross. And I was very like, it's very heart wrenching to like Kel yeah. sitting there watch Holland, who he is always looked up to, like this all like more powerful than him because he's older and stuff, mm-hmm. and then to see him in such a vulnerable spot. Uh, yeah. That's that. my least favorite part yeah, of this that, book. That sucks, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> all right, and. Oh, yeah. So that's all the book questions we have. We only have those four. So next would be our sorting. We can get into the sorting parts, which I'm so excited. Which I know for sure, like I have clear, concise options or like choices for a few of them. But a few of them I was a little bit eh about. So a few of them I'm going to let you guys talk about yours first. And then I'll figure it out. (laughs) So, okay, I'll go first. So Kel, I put him in Gryffindor. Yeah. Yep. He's (laughs) just, he's a quiet Gryffindor. Right. As they come. So, and yes, that's where I placed him. Yeah. What about you, Jane? I initially said Hufflepuff with Ravenclaw tendencies, but I now hearing the story again, it's definitely for me Hufflepuff with Gryffindor tendencies. That's more what I was leaning towards. Mm -hmm. I like for sure wanted to put him in Hufflepuff because I feel like loyalty (laughs) is such a huge thing for him. Yeah. Like the entire time, like he knows because like the king and queen like call him their son, but he knows for sure that's like they may call me that, but they don't treat me like that. And like he knows like that he's more of like a, you know, they'll never say it, but like a possession to them. But yet he would yeah. still like do anything for them because of his loyalties and like where they lie for the king and queen and for Rai. Yeah. So I feel like loyalty is a huge thing for him. Um, true. I think I have like there's a cool quote about him that Rai says. Um, he says Kel only has two faces: the one he wears for the world at large, and the one he wears for those he loves. He tells that to Lila. Yeah. So that's very telling. Yes. All right. Who's next? Kel. Is it Rai? Um. Yeah, let's go with Rye. Hufflepuff. Yeah. <laughs> I was yep. going to say. I think it's, I don't, yeah. There's I think it's very no hard portion. to put him, like, anywhere else. Yeah. Just, he's adorable. He's just, like, a ray of sunshine. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, in this book. He's also, like, if not Hufflepuff, it would definitely, I think, be Gryffindor. Yeah. But whichever one, like, Rye was in, though, is definitely the one that Cal would be in. Because yeah. I don't think they can be in separate houses. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> For sure. Did you guys pick Hufflepuff or both? Or yeah. Jane, too? Okay. Yeah. Um, Lila. <sighs> Lila. I put her in Slytherin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is no other house for that girl. She's for so, sure. like, ruthless and, like, independent. Prideful. Prideful. Ambition. Cunning. Cunning. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's like, the poster child for Slytherin. Yeah. Slytherin with a heart of gold. Yes. Yeah. I mean, not all Slytherins are bad. We've talked about this. Yeah. Yes. She's a Slytherin with a heart of gold, for sure. Yes. Did you pick Slytherin too, Jane? Well, I... I just kept picturing her in her fighting. So I was like, Gryffindor, but definitely. So I think she's a, a Slitherdor. <laughs> nice. She could go either way for me. Excellent. Yes. What about, did you guys do the king and the queen, Maxim and Amira? Mm-hmm. Um, did I? I believe I did. King, oh, I put him in, uh, King Maxim, I put him in Gryffindor. Mm-hmm, uh, just because he's very, very headstrong. And <sighs> he's very, like, 
I mean, he's a leader. He will make tough decisions, but he kind of sees everything as like black or white and like there's no grayness, which is a very like Gryffindor mm-hmm. thing. It's like it's this way or it's that way. Like there's right. no fucking middle ground, yo. So that's Honestly. King Maxim. Um, I, I concur. <laughs> would put him in. I concur. <laughs> I concur. I would put him in Gryffindor as well. Yeah. How about you, Pip? Yeah. Same? Yep. Yeah. What about Queen There's Amira? no question with that. Queen Amira is a Hufflepuff. <laughs> 100% Hufflepuff. Yes. <laughs> but it's kind of funny because I feel like she's a very, um, like, isolated Hufflepuff. Because to me, Hufflepuffs are very much, like, not, like, the sunshine of the group, but, like, the sunshine of the group. Hey, They're guys. Like, yeah, like, the very, like, <laughs> hey, guys, how is everyone? And to me, like, Amira, which, like, you find out more about her in the other ones, but she's very, like, isolating and very quiet. Yeah. And she's very, like, mm, you know, like, she's I'm so, just going like, to sit over here. She's so, like, calm and gentle. Yeah. And just... Which the, the calm part is very not Hufflepuff to me, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> definitely not. The only yeah, other I one said, I could see her technically in is Ravenclaw. Yeah, I said Ravenclaw because I just remember her being so quiet and reserved and she's, I don't know, she seemed very smart to me. And mm-hmm. so Ravenclaw. Indeed. She seems like too, yeah, she's too quiet. Okay, so um, Holland. Oh boy, this is interesting. He <laughs> is very much like. Okay, I put him in Hufflepuff. Really? Yes. Oh, which is funny. Yes, because I would agree. Yeah, because loyalty. Like he's yeah. so like his goal is just to make his people right. Like have some sense of normalcy, and, and like he oh, feels everything <laughs> deeply. Mm-hmm. Like he feels mm-hmm. everything, even though he doesn't show it because of like all the stuff he's been through. But yeah. I would also put him in Hufflepuff Uh, just because like the loyalty and I'm I'm looking at the list of like the traits and stuff and like the fairness and the just and the modesty like Mm -hmm. I feel like that's all very Holland. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I I, broken Hufflepuff. (laughs) Just a very sad boy. I said Hufflepuff but due to his horrible life situation he kind of had to become Slytherin-ish. So he's a Slytherpuff. I feel like he he had to adopt I mean so there are aspects. Aspects. Yes, because of who's aspects. controlling him. Thus but leading to. At his core. <laughs> at his core, he's a Hufflepuff. Leading to Astrid right. and Athos, uh, who I put both in Slytherin. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. They gotta I be mean, in the same house. And right. They're the like worst the kind. worst. Yes, the worst. The worst. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> um, I was thinking Astrid might be Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. Like she has Ravenclaw tendencies from how like she's very smart with like you know being in um, people's bodies like yeah. that was so like whoa like genius that is but, crazy. and Athos is just kind of bored <laughs> so he's right. cruel out of boredom honestly. he reminded I honestly he reminded me of the the vampire and the vulture that's just like oh my gosh <laughs> you know what I'm talking <laughs> yes about? it's like death yes like <laughs> yeah he kind of reminded me of him okay and then um. King George, old King George. Oh, you... I mean, Hufflepuff. Yeah, yeah, Hufflepuff. Okay. Yeah, I would make all him the wholesome. Honestly, like, because I mean, he's just, he gets super excited over a coin that smells like roses <laughs> because it's magical. Yeah. Which I mean, Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah, like in his current state, Hufflepuff. But I don't, I don't know. When he was younger, maybe something else. But as an old man, sweet old man, definitely Hufflepuff. <laughs> all the old people reside in Hufflepuff <laughs> eventually. <laughs> Okay, and then we have unless you're Baron. a terrible human. 
Um, like Baron, Baron, I think would be Gryffindor. Yeah, I feel like he holds yeah. um, like people's standards very high. Yes, yeah, he's very mm-hmm. much like chivalry and respect, self-sacrificing. Oh, literally yeah. sacrifices himself to protect. Yep, to protect Lila. Yes, yeah, Baron, mm-hmm. poster Gryffindor. child, Gryffindor. Yep, and then Kala. Do you want to take the reins on her, Lindsay? Because we love her so much. <laughs> I do love her very much, and I do believe that she would probably be Hufflepuff. Because I mean, a mother to all. She's so like warm, caring, wholesome Hufflepuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And still has loyalty to her crown and to her people. And she can go toe-to-toe with Lila and not be, like, pissed off. Outsassed. Yes. Just immediately, like, <laughs> she's patient with her. Indeed. <laughs> well, especially because I, I do believe that um Calla goes for the dresses. And Lila's like, <laughs> new. I'll be over here in the men's department. <laughs> and Calla's like, I are you? that mm, Fine. Oh, and like her devil mask that she ends up with. Mm-hmm. And Calla's like, I mean, sure, why not? Like, take it. Amazing. <laughs> so cute yay so we casted and we sorted and we sorted yay so i think i believe we are done with the first book a darker shade of magic oh Oh, should we do our closing questions closers it's just um are you currently reading anything pippin no it's usually just like how we wrap up episodes just talk are you watching anything like what's a movie that you watched recently that you like love or is there a tv TV show show that you're trying to work on through I'm making my way through fairy tale, actually. The anime? Which, uh-huh. Ooh, I wish you luck on like the hundred it's, plus of episodes. I know. I'm only on season three, so I've got a long way to go. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but I also just finished Bridgerton and I'm already rewatching it. Yay. So. <laughs> oh my God. I think about Bridgerton multiple times a day. Honestly. Yeah, same. It's The musical, when is it happening? Come on now. <laughs> They're working on it. They're currently working yeah. on it. They're talking to BBC. So what are you reading, watching? Well, watching, I'm trying to get through Poldark because <laughs> I was trying to actually like see episodes of Freddy Wise before I casted him as Kel, but I unfortunately could not finish in time, but it's fine. I looked up like interviews and snippets of him in it, and I still concur that he could make an amazing Kel. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm currently watching Poldark, and I'm currently reading Red, White, and Royal Blue, Yes, which I'm super excited uh, about. It's adorable. Um... I'm not reading anything right now. Watching, I'm I'm watching a K drama. Oh, <laughs> called True Beauty. Oh, and I'm like at oh, the end of the it Oh, that's one based off the webtoon, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. it's very good. It's like, like slice of lifey and exactly what I like want to watch right now. It's not too heavy. Sure. There's heavy aspects, but it's what I adorable, <laughs> adorable. Okay, <laughs> yay! All right, so that's it. That's oh, we're done with the first one i guess we'll see you guys next time we'll be doing the second one which is the gathering of shadows which should be really fun and interesting and i'm super excited to meet <laughs> certain characters the it second is. one gets crazy oh right? my god oh yeah yeah it's like <sighs> the second book is lila's book oh yes yeah, definitely sure. i definitely think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ah, yeah. Yay. thanks for joining us jane yeah and oh jane will be coming back to do she'll be doing this entire series with us which is really exciting (laughs) you are (laughs) (laughs) all right so bye guys bye